Texas, your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, training, drugs, disease, supplements, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We're going to get to those calls in a little bit. Kim, welcome. Oh, I'm trying to welcome Kim, but my board doesn't want to cooperate. Kim, there you go. Yep, you got me? Yep. Okay, I was unmuted. And I'm <laughs> yapping. Usually I'm muted out here. I know. Yeah, <laughs> my fault this time. How, how are you? Good. How about you? Great, great. All right. Well, I've got some things I've, I want to talk about, and then uh, we'll see what you've got, and then we'll get to some calls and questions. Um I've got a bunch of testing I've been doing and some testing I'm going to be doing the rest of the Mm -hmm. year. I'll probably talk about that on the next show. What I want to talk about today is the the mess our healthcare system is in. Just some more statistics I saw, just absolutely scary. Um, U.S. adults. Now, I have to assume that at 18, we're an adult, correct? That's still the number being used. So we are talking about all Mm -hmm. of the people in the U.S. over 18 years old. If you look at that group, over half of that group is now on a prescription medication. Oh, wow. That's insane. Wow. Why? Mm -hmm. Why would over half of the population need to be on a prescription medication? Yeah, they probably don't even know. Some of them don't even know. M- many don't. That that was the problem. There were some statistics mm-hmm. about how over-prescribed, overused, prescribed when they shouldn't have been. Um, but there are a lot of people that have conditions, and they do take them for that specific condition. Why do we have so many people with all these conditions uh, to begin with? And And look, if you never went to the doctor you wouldn't be on a prescription. So whether it was over-prescribed, prescribed by mistake, the wrong prescription, for some reason, people are seeking this out. They're obviously going to the doctor a lot in, in order for all these people to be on prescription medications. The average adult takes four prescription medications. Wow. That's just crazy. Wow. And... Mm-hmm. Here's the thing you, about... You wonder what this could be. I right, mean, right. When you think of it, you know, yeah. what are the standards for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here's the other scary thing. People don't realize this. When prescription medications are tested, the FDA process of testing to bring a drug to market, there is never any testing that has to do with drug interactions. Each drug is just tested on its own. Mm. 
So how do we know what four are doing, what any four are doing? That's why we get so many prescription medications that get approved, and then in a couple years they're pulled off the market because they're killing people, and we have to pull them back off the market. Much of that is probably drug interactions, and think about it. There's 100,000 drugs. They can't possibly test for all interactions. So this this is the system. We're mm-hmm. going to test a drug just to see if it makes sure it doesn't kill too many people when we give it to them. Then we'll release it out into the public, and then we'll wait and see if it kills a lot of people. And if it does, we'll take it back off the market. <laughs> That's so scary. Yeah. Here's here's. Well, let me go through some more of these these, and then I'll talk about what I want to talk about. Seventy five percent of doctor visits, seventy five percent, result in a in a drug being prescribed. Mm-hmm. Four people go to the doctor. Three are coming back with a prescription. Mm-hmm. Now, with mm-hmm. all of that going on, all of this health care going on, all of these drugs being dis- prescribed, why has the life expectancy in this country actually gone down now? We used to go up every year. Now we've gone down. That's not a good pattern. No, not at all. <laughs> the, uh, I love that you're bringing this, too, because it does just make you think. Yeah, the cost of U.S. health care is the highest in the world. And we have some horrible results. So spending money does not equate to health or good outcomes. And until we get this under control, Congress can argue about health insurance all they want. They can never solve the health insurance problem because, well, this is kind of funny. I think the biggest problem we have with our whole medical system is we don't address the root cause of the problem. We address the symptoms and mm-hmm. we prescribe a drug. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say that's our entire health care, health insurance problem. We keep trying to fix health insurance. That's only a symptom. That We'll never come up with enough money for health insurance because our health care costs too much. There's not an insurance plan Congress could ever write that's going to fix this problem because it's not the real problem. The problem is the cost of our health care. Then we could say the real problem is that too many people are using the health care system because they're so damn sick. That's the real root cause of our health insurance crisis in this country is people are too sick. That's what we have to fix. Mm-hmm. And get the message out, too, like you like. Like we're sharing and all of our tribe is sharing to others that um, that there's a better way. And I like how you talk, you know, and I get it when you're hurting, you're hurting and, and can be scared because you could be sick and you go there. You just want it taken care of. But I think so many people are afraid to, to ask that question. What is the root cause of it? And to trust that what they can do is going to fix it. We yes. put all of our trust in the, in the doctors. We do. And, and it's been misplaced. We, we need to put the trust back in ourselves, and we need to take care of our own health first. Mm-hmm. It, the medical system is not designed to keep you healthy. It's designed to fix you once something's broke, but it doesn't even do that very well because it doesn't address the root cause. So the whole thing is just a mess, but here's, here's part of the problem. So 
after all those statistics about prescription drugs, and oh, by the way, they kill, let me, let me make sure I get the right number here. Uh, prescription drugs kill 274 people every single day. Oh my gosh. Every single day. It is now the leading cause of death for people over 50. Leading cause, number one. When does people really stop and think about that? Imagine this. Imagine if we had supplements that killed 274 people today. There would be outrage. Mm -hmm. The heads would Mm -hmm. roll. Everybody Everybody attached to it would be sued. It would be news everywhere. But day after day after day after day... Prescription drugs kill 270-some people every day, 365 days a year, and nobody talks about it. And here's the crazy thing, and this was one of my points when I, I, I posted this today. I said, so, you know, prescription drugs overall are now the fourth leading cause of death for everybody. Fourth leading cause. Now, that's wow. overprescribed, incorrectly prescribed, drug interactions, people overdosing, you know, opioids are, are a big part of this, but it's just one part. So somebody immediately said, oh, well, it's just the opioids. No, it's not just the opioids. They're a problem, but they were prescribed by doctors too. That, that These are only prescription drug deaths we're talking about. Fourth leading cause. Now, I said... Let's compare this. The prescription drug industry is heavily regulated by the FDA. It costs like $100 million to bring one drug to market. $100 million to meet the FDA regulation requirements. They're killing people every minute of every day. The FDA now wants to regulate supplements. And when I posted that, somebody said, oh, the FDA needs to regulate supplements because most of them are junk and people are wasting money on them. I agree. Most of them are junk. People are wasting money on them. But we let the FDA regulate prescription drugs, and it's now the fourth leading cause of death. Supplements don't kill anybody. Why would we let the FDA regulate that? I, that's insane to me. And I... No, there's the music. I'm going to get to a break. I'll come back. We'll talk about that. I have a couple more things, and then uh, we'll get to your calls and questions. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rothbard.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about the, the mess we're in with prescription drugs in our healthcare system. And Kim, immediately somebody said, well, the FDA does need to regulate supplements. And we kind of got into a little back and forth. And I said, just look at the results. Look at the results. Supplements really, I, I think I found like in the last five years, they could, you know, absolutely say supplements killed like 32 people. That, that's like a quarter of a day compared to prescription drugs. It's just absolutely yeah, stupid. Yeah. So why, why would we want the government to regulate them? And he said, well, because they're junk and people waste money. So what? So what? Big deal. If you want to waste money on supplements, then do it. It's not killing anybody. And it, it, you have free choice. You could try a supplement. If it doesn't work, don't buy it again. But instead, we're going to take a, a government body who has a horrible track record. They're, they say a drug's safe. They put it on the market. It kills a bunch of people, and it takes them three or four years to take it off the market. And this happens over and over and over and yet this person just wouldn't back down. Where, where did we get so off track that we need the government to think for us? Yeah, by like just what we were talking about, putting our trust in the doctors. Yeah, and, and instead we'll, we'll also put it in the government, the FDA, which has a horrible track mm-hmm. record. Oh. But yet we're so afraid. We're so afraid of everything, we think the government is the answer. We're afraid to drink raw milk. It's got to be regulated. It's going to kill somebody. Well, pasteurized milk kills people. There have been all kinds of outbreaks in the the dairy industry that have killed people. And that's regulated. Why, Why do we think that the government knows better than we do? Have we become so afraid of life that, that we just, we want to feel protected, even though it doesn't work, even though the results are worse. We're like blind to the results. We just want to be able to say, oh, but, but the government will regulate that and it will take care of it for me. I won't have to worry. No, you'll have to worry about 10 times more if you just look at their track record. Yeah, and you know, health-wise, I, I was thinking about this because, you know, we all got caught up in that low-fat phase, and I did grow up being very naive and thinking that, I mean, just something backing up very simple of the food pyramid, you know, that they've got to have people out there that are researching and they're telling us what's the best thing to do. I I was trusting for a long, long time and never, ever thought to ask questions um, until very late, I mean, until recently, which is kind of scary, so it's... And that's another way we can teach our kids, you know, um, look at it a different way, ask questions, so forth. But yeah, I, I was that way. Now I, now I step back and don't you know, give we, away my life so fast to we, somebody who's sitting behind a counter, you know, a desk. We, we were raised this way. We were raised that the guy in the white coat with the stethoscope around his mm-hmm. neck knows everything about health and you know nothing and you just blindly believe what they tell you and they follow what I mean it, it's a it's a very paternalistic model this is the person you listen to whatever they say you listen to them and because health seemed really complicated you know when we start talking about diseases and drugs well we don't know anything about that stuff 
So if, if the doctor comes across as, well, I do know this is what's wrong with you and this is what you need, we just listen and we blindly follow. And all we have to do is look around and see that we've created a mess, a real mess. But when we look at what the food industry, what the agricultural industry, and what the medical pharmaceutical industry has done, um, we're a wreck. I mean, just look at people. They, what you see on the streets not normal. People shouldn't look like this. People shouldn't be this sick. We shouldn't be mm-hmm. on four prescription medications. This has only happened in the last 100 years, if that. 50 has been really, really bad. But where's it going to end? The other thing I posted today was um, there's a huge rise in type 2 diabetes in children now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And type 2 diabetes is a yeah. lifestyle disease that used to take decades to show up. That's why we used to call it adult onset diabetes. You didn't get it till typically like your 40s because it was a couple decades of bad eating. Our eating has gotten so bad that in this study, the, one of the largest age groups that are growing in this problem are children under nine. How could we possibly be eating so bad that now children under nine can be obese, not just overweight, obese, and have type 2 diabetes? What chance does that kid have? And what's sad, those kids aren't out at the grocery store, although they're marketed to like crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're they're not the ones with but, the money. Yeah, well, it goes they, back. Right. Go ahead. Well, you got me thinking. You said about the doctors. When actually, when I was growing up, I mean, we went to a family doctor that was in a you know an old house. You know, right? They he they weren't so you know to do quick to die you know to to uh, prescribe medication. They were more old school. You know, my kid was sick with the croup. You sat in a bathroom with a shower going. You know, pound on their back and then yeah. put their head out in the cold, you know, to break it up, that kind of stuff. Right. And so so then when when did it come in where, you know, the prescription companies and the insurance companies um, and government changed all that and we, we fell right into it? But, yeah, it, it, when you said that about doctors, I was thinking back to my old family doctor, Dr. Falcone, you know, that was in the house and it wasn't that way then. It wasn't even that way when I was pregnant with my first daughter. She's 32, Right. When they didn't do ultrasounds, they didn't do that. And suddenly now they require it and they do all these testings and stuff like that. And we've just, it's slowly, what is that? Like a slow, almost like the frog in a water, you know, with yeah. the heat on. We slowly are yeah. dying in this. You know, I, I, it's, I look back, I feel very fortunate that I had an awesome childhood doctor. I didn't go very often. But when I did, even though he was a medically trained, he was an MD, he also believed in a lot of holistic medicine. He was actually from India, um, had big family. They had like 13 kids. Um, I went to school with a bunch of them. In fact, I put one of them in the hospital during football practice. I felt really bad about that. Um, big family, great family. The kids were awesome. But he, he believed in a lot of uh, Eastern medicine as well, even though he was Western trained and a great doctor. He was also the county uh, health commissioner um, and our school sports doctor. The guy was pretty busy. Um, 
but he believed in a lot of holistic approaches. I really screwed up my neck in wrestling, um, dislocated my neck, and my head was all twisted around to the right, and I couldn't move it. And um, he, he, it was one of those things, after hours, I, you know, instead of going to an emergency room, I was able to call him, and mm-hmm. he actually saw me. Um, and he said, look, he said, normally they would put you in the hospital in traction right now. And, and allow it to straighten itself out. Oh, wow. He said, I'm trained in chiropractic. I can reset this. It's not going to feel good, but I can reset this and put you in traction for maybe 30 minutes and you should be fine. Otherwise, you're going to be in the hospital in traction for two or three days while it straightens itself out. And I said, no, set it. Mm-hmm. So he did kind of a chiropractic adjustment and it didn't feel good in the moment. It hurt when it happened. But immediately the pressure was gone. And then he put me in traction for like 30 minutes and I was fine. And those are the kind mm-hmm. of, like you said, more of that old school. Um, so I, I feel very fortunate. And, and then once I became an adult, I, I found it every time I would, you know, I don't know, go somewhere and they'd ask, you know, your family doctor. I never had one. After I left home, I, I never had a doctor. I just didn't go. So if, if I had to go, I might go see a specialist. Mm-hmm. Or, But I didn't have, and I haven't my entire adult life. I've never had a doctor that I could say, well, yeah, that's my doctor. I just never have. And I'm kind of glad now. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I've done okay. Um, and it's interesting. <laughs> still, still with all that we know, I still get a little nervous. Like when we got to Florida, I still established somewhere. Now, now I want to take it further and find like a functional doctor. But with the kids and stuff, I still felt like I needed that, that cushion. I needed that comfort zone to know that I had somebody out there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We, we need to make some serious changes. But it has to start with us. We can't expect that the pharmaceutical yeah. industry is going to change. The, uh, this system works really well for all of them, by the way. The big agriculture, big food, big pharmaceuticals, big medical, they love this system. It's very, very, very profitable for them. They are never going to change. We could regulate. We could jump up and down and scream. Doesn't matter. They have very powerful lobbyists. They are not going to change. We have to change. That's the only way this is ever going to get fixed. Each Mm -hmm. one of us as an individual has to change. All right, I'm going to get to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to get right to your calls and questions. Stick around. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutzberg. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. Uh, Kim, anything else you want to talk about today, or we want to get to some calls? Uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out for our new product that we have, the Dario. I I absolutely love it. It you know, goes for iPhone users um, for tracking your blood sugar. Um, it is incredible. It's, and we used it for the first time with one of our highway people where they could send email us their whole logbook of their – um, the readings, but I'll tell you what I, and I can't believe how inexpensive it is to tell you the truth for how I, I look at the, their design of it, um, the ease of it, just how it works, how it logs on the app. It, it's absolutely incredible. Um, so I was testing it cause you know, we had with our highway person yesterday, you know, uh, you know, some different readings and something around exercise. So I took mine when I got up this morning. Um, I think I sent you the numbers. Um, and my fat swing's always higher, and I've been trying to work on my sugar. I don't know why it's um, higher than what I would like, um, but in my fasting was 99. And I went for um, a 30-minute run, and it, I took my, my blood sugar. It was 133 after that. Wow. And I was like, wait, because I was thinking it'd be less. You know, but it's just, it's just the way – so it, it works the same way. I was asking – um, and actually, I had a, just a, a talking about, <laughs> we're talking about doctors. I did have an yeah. appointment for a specific reason this morning. But, and I asked him about that. And, he said, and I asked him about why one would be low. And it's kind of both working the same way, but it's a, just, just a different um, points that is going, you know, uh, of the processing within your body. So then I, um, I even held off half of my coffee this morning so that I could yeah. take it an hour later, an hour later. And it, it was going down like I was, it was hoping it would. But, um, that's what's so cool about that Dario that, you know, I would write it on a piece of paper, log it, and here it is right here in the app. Um, incredible product. I, it's, it's, you talked about it and you looked at the website, but putting it to use, uh, I'm in love with it. Yeah. You know, um, the cool thing is you and I did a, uh, a consult yesterday and the person we're consulting with has mm-hmm. the Dario meter and they were able to share mm-hmm. their entire log with us. One click, they sent it over. Mm-hmm. Everybody else we work with, they have to write it down. It's all scribbled. They've got to try to take a picture of it, send it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Dario is working on two things that could be released any day. One, the Android app. They're waiting on FDA approval. Like, here we go again with the FDA. Um, the FDA has to approve this app. <laughs> so yeah. um, we're waiting on that. And they developed a professional dashboard. So what that means is the, the people we're working directly with will log into their Dario and connect their account to us if they choose to, totally up to them. If they do that, mm-hmm. they don't even have to share results with us. When they take a reading our dashboard of each client will update. And that way, when we consult with them, they don't have to do anything. We already have the data there. So, and that is also waiting on FDA approval, but it could happen any day. So we're very happy to have that one in the store. And like you said, I am just blown away. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, we've got it in our store uh, for $39. It's just yeah. amazing. Crazy. Um, yeah, and, and it is just a very cool device. Everything you need for testing your blood sugars in this one tiny little device. And that $39, by the way, is the starter kit. That's what gives you 
everything you need to get going. That's 50 test strips. It's the, everything you need. Um, so, and it's awesome. It's tiny, fits right in your pocket, works on the app. Um, I, I just love that thing. So that is in our store. The other thing that mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to talk about both these things and I forgot. Um, we have not announced our course on this show yet. Oh, that's right, because we didn't have a show last week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, last week I was traveling. The weekend before was when we released our first uh, health course in our new university. So Keto Jumpstart is the name of it. It's an online course. It is eight steps to getting into ketosis without all the problems everybody runs into. You hear all the horror stories about the keto flu. I tried it. It didn't work. I don't know why. Um, I'm on diabetic medication. Can I do it? I have high blood pressure. Can I do it? I, I cover all of those things, how to get started, what you can eat, what you can't eat. We have lots of resources in there, places to shop, exactly what foods to buy. Um, you, just I've covered everything I could possibly think of. You know, and it's been, we've been talking heavily about the keto diet on this show for over two years. So all the questions I've got, all the problems we've had to face and fix, it's all covered in this course. And the the beauty of online courses is if I were going to give this course in person, which is the way I wrote it, um, I'd, I'd have to charge $500. It would be a one-day seminar. I'd have to charge $500 to do it um, in order for me to make any money. And I on, would only be able to reach so many people. Because it's an online course, it's $29. That's it. Because I, even though we have a ton of work up front, this can just continue to make money. So we're able to offer these courses to a lot more people for a lot less money, and we can still do okay. We've also committed that the money coming in from these courses will be used to create more courses. And eventually we're going to have a, a complete online university for trucking and health and health and trucking and so we're excited the first course um, we've had uh, over 400 people sign up for it already we've got tons of great feedback so again you can find that right on letstruck.com right on the home page can't miss it and there's going to be more of those coming that's very exciting it's such a great course kevin i was um when I was watching it and how you presented it and the um, simplicity of it, I love the way it's broken out. So they're not long segments, so people could, you know, do as many as they want. You know, you probably knock it out in one setting or a little bit at a time. And um, each one just got better and better. I just, I'm, I'm so proud of you got that done and it's so good. Um, Thank you. So I'm excited for people to take it. would love to hear feedback from people, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be excellent. Well, let's get to some phone calls. Let's start off in Minnesota. Alex, welcome to the program. Hi, this is Alex. Yes, um, I'm 45-year-old, and I've been taking care of my health from the child age, never take a pill, never go to doctor. And, and what I want to know because they're trying to force their system and their services on me, and I don't need it, and I don't believe in that system because they killed my father and my mother with chemotherapy, and I'm thinking, like, it doesn't work. So I would like to use – I use herbs all the time, no side effects, everything working. 
and I'm staying healthy, I'm working, I'm productive, but right now they say, oh, if you don't go with us, you're going to pay a penalty. And I read online something, they're saying, if you have like a religion belief, you can be exempt from that Obamacare. Do you know how I can get exempt from Obamacare because of my uh, religious belief? Uh, I don't know the exact qualifications to be exempt. I I will tell you what I've done um, that I'm pretty happy with. And I've been under my own health insurance my entire adult life because I've been self-employed my entire adult life. Never been happy with it. I spent a fortune on health insurance that I didn't like and didn't use. I don't go to the doctor. So I, I would pay year after year after year and never use it. Um, and I didn't like it to begin with. I'm now in a, a, a medical sharing program. So this is technically one of the religious exemptions. So there are, there are religious organizations, one of them are the Mennonites, that have created an awesome health care sharing program. So, and they hold people responsible. So they want people like you who have always been responsible for their own health. They don't run to the doctor every time they get the sniffles. They take care of themselves. And my premiums are extremely low, like less than 200 bucks a month. And my, the, when I pay a premium, they use that premium to pay somebody else's bill in the group. So it's not insurance. It's cost sharing. And there's some technical differences. But for right now, and, and the reason I haven't talked about this a lot is it could change again because they're rewriting Obamacare right now. But as of right now, medical cost sharing in, in one of these programs it will exempt you from Obamacare. Okay, so I need to call you up or your uh, yeah. people who work for you and then ask for the phone number where I can call and then sign yep. up because I definitely don't like that. Now, the, system, you know? this one I really love. Uh, they they do pay their bills. They help a lot of people. I get a really low rate, and I do have coverage. If something catastrophic happened, I'd be completely covered, 100%. So, yeah, give us a call. We can send you a link uh, to get signed up under our account. We'll be right back with more stuff. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rodgers. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get right back to your questions. We're down to the final segment. We're off to New Mexico. Bill, welcome to the program. Hey, well, thank you, Kevin. 
Hey, based on your banter, I want to recommend a real good uh, family feel-good movie that you might enjoy if you haven't already seen. Uh, called Doc Hollywood. No, I haven't seen that. Starring Michael, yeah, starring Michael J. Fox, David Ogdensteyer, Bridget Fonda, Woody Harrelson. It's a comedy set in the South, and it's basically the old doctor versus the city slicker doctor. Oh, okay. I'll have to check uh, that I one will, out. I uh, will put the caveat on it that you may want to pre-screen it if there are little ones around. Okay. Will do. Thanks for that. What can we help you with it tonight? does have one short scene that's questionable. Uh, just got back from the doctor a couple of days ago, and apparently my blood pressure is doing something goofy, so he doubled my medication. Uh, apparently, if it's been a POT uh, physical, I would not be driving because the upper number went through the roof and the bottom number stayed the same. My question is, what are those numbers trying to tell me? Um, What's the, going on on the inside? So when you say that, that you said the top number was 190, the bottom number stayed the same, what is the bottom number? Uh, 83. Which is totally normal. So you have what is referred to as isolated systolic high blood pressure because you're, the, the okay. top number is the most pressure and the bottom number is the least pressure. So the, the top number is the pressure okay. right as the heart pumps and the bottom number is the pressure as the heart contracts. So we're measuring two different things when we do this. The higher number, but this is this just happened, right? This hasn't been a common thing. No. In okay. fact, they only took my blood pressure once with me. So there are a couple things that this could be. It it, it could be artery stiffness, which normally doesn't just come on quickly like this. That's a buildup over time from a, yeah. a, an unhealthy diet. Your arteries become very stiff so that they won't flex to allow the blood to push through easier. So the blood has to force its way through a smaller opening. That's what increases the pressure. I don't think that's what you've got because um, that usually comes on over time. Yours happened all of a sudden. The other thing that can okay. actually cause this, um, did you want to say something else? Well, I was just going to put the caveat. I haven't seen a doctor in about a year and a half, two years. Uh, yeah, I guess well, I it's... I don't know if it's... Right. Um, the other thing that can cause this, and I'd be more likely to lean towards this, um, hyperthyroid can cause this. And hyperthyroid is common. Uh, and there's lots of reasons in our diet today that our thyroid gets way out of whack. So when when we troubleshoot a body, I, I do it just like I troubleshoot a truck. We look at all the things that could possibly cause the problem we're looking at, and then we start with the most likely. And and the most likely to, to show up, in, in even if it's been a few years, would be a thyroid issue, not necessarily a, a stiffening of the arteries. 
Okay. Unfortunately, both are definite possibilities based on family history. Okay. Could could be then. Um, next show, I, it's actually my topic for the next show is some in, information about blood pressure. Um, I, the first thing I would do if I were you, and this is what I'm going to talk about in the next show, but I'll tell you now, I would get your own automatic blood pressure cuff and start reading your own. Yeah, that, he recommended that. Yeah, well, good. That That's a really good idea okay. because one reading can be an anomaly, especially when you haven't had any for a couple of years, which is good. I'd rather you not, but this is something that's so easy to check on our own. I check mine almost every single day. Um, not that it changes very often, but it's just interesting and it's easy. It takes 30 seconds and I've got a reading so I can keep an eye on it. Um, so what I would do is start checking your own Let's get some history. Uh, if you haven't filled out our free NutriQ yet, I would do that. Uh, well, let me ask you that. I put you on hold. I'm going to bring you back. Have you filled out our NutriQ? No, I've been dragging my feet on that one. And, I don't know why it's because it's free. Yeah, and the reason being, we will measure both of these possibilities. There are a lot of questions in the NutriQ that can tell us whether you are having um, problems with your heart and, and circulatory system, and we can clearly identify thyroid problems. So it might even give us one more clue as to which one of these is most likely. No, in my family, bet not. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, okay. it, it, again, I, oh. and it could be both. It could be some of both. You could have some hardening of the arteries, which is causing this, and some thyroid problems. Um, 190 is actually pretty darn high. So uh, I, I would take the NutriQ, and then um, if you want to call us you know, on the air next week, we can go over the NutriQ with you, or you could sign up for one of our programs, and we'll work on this uh, directly. We have lots of luck lowering blood pressure. This is not a tough problem most of the time. Let's uh, let's go to Texas. Larry, welcome to the program. Hello? Yep, it's your turn. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, I took the, I just started and I took the NutriQ and uh, – the supplements that uh, it recommended uh, added up to more money than I can spend at once. I wondered what were the most important. Well, I'm glad you called because we tell people, and I think we say it in the email, mm-hmm. um, the NutriQ is going to recommend every supplement you need for every problem it identifies. Um, and you could buy them all and you could take them right. all. It's not going to hurt you. But it's not our approach. Our approach when we work with somebody one-on-one is we look at the NutriQ, we identify what the worst problems are, and we identify the underlying causes. So we almost always start on digestion first because if we don't fix digestion, we can't fix anything else because we need nutrition to fix everything. And if we can't digest it, it's not doing us any good. You you aren't scoring all that right. bad on on digestion. Um, so we would give you some very limited digestive support. Um, Kim, what would you say? I don't know if you're looking at his chart or not, but I'm almost thinking 
Help, mm-hmm. help, help me with my zymes again. Is it hydrozyme that has a little bit of betaine? Yeah, the hydro. Yeah, because his digestion actually looks really good. Um, right. I would, I would stick with the hydrozyme. Yeah, just hydrozyme um, would be good for you. I, I think we could try that in the beginning and see how well that does because your digestion looks pretty good but we could all use a little help so normally we recommend two or three supplements to jump start digestion for you i think i would just start with the hydrozyme and then we we look at what's next and for you what jumps out at me is sugar handling so we would address sugar handling but we don't necessarily start with supplements on that one we start with diet and lifestyle. So how are you eating right now? I'm, I'm, I, well, I've always tried to eat fairly clean. I have, the problem is my favorite meal of the day is breakfast. So, and, 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 you know, so it's a lot of breakfast stuff is the wheat and stuff. So, well, I do so, eat some of that. The rest of the day, I'll eat some avocado. I'll eat some nuts. I I don't much care for supper, so I never eat a big supper. I I, I never have. Always just enough to make my belly shut up and to go to sleep is what I do at night. But my favorite meal is breakfast. So well, and that, you that's know, one you, of the things I'm struggling with. Well, you don't need to. There's, there's no reason to struggle with that. Here's the thing that I want you to do. You just need to make one mental shift. All food can be breakfast food. We're, we're one of the few countries that... <laughs> well, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, no, really. I mean, <laughs> right, it's, it's right. a simple shift, and it makes all the difference. I understand what you're saying. My, my favorite breakfast, and I don't eat breakfast. Right. I do Bulletproof Coffee, but if I'm going to eat breakfast, my favorite right. breakfast is, is yesterday's leftovers from either lunch or dinner. It's easy. It's already cooked. It's really good food. Mm-hmm. That's why I ate it in the first place. So, you know, just get away from right. that mentality that we have to have bagels and waffles and donuts and, like you said, all the wheat, the cereal. That that The breakfast industry loves that, but it's really bad for us, and we don't have to eat that way. Take your favorite foods that you eat for lunch or dinner and eat those for breakfast and I think your blood sugar is going to start to come under control. Um, Hydrazyme would be the only supplement I would recommend for you right now. And you can call us back in a week or two and we'll take a look at things again. The music's playing. That means I've got to get out of here. I will see you back here next time. This is Destination Health. Kim and I want to say thanks and we'll see you next show. going to do another hour. Let me check questions here real quick. Um, All right, so our text message went out really late today. Um, Calls are a little light, but questions are really light. So if you're on the line right now and you've got a question, a comment, a topic, anything you want to talk about, uh, hit one on your phone, and I promise if you do it right now, we'll get to you. Um, And I'll just keep taking calls until we get to all the questions we have. Here we go. Your 
your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to the program. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, training, disease, sleep, movement, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We're going to get to your calls and questions in a bit here. Uh, I've got a couple things, and Kim may as well. Kim, welcome. Hi, glad to be here, Kevin. Uh, You know, before I get to uh, my stuff, I want to make sure we remember, uh, I want to announce again our our first, first of many online courses. We're very excited about this one. It's called Keto Jumpstart. It's all about getting started in the ketogenic lifestyle. We make it really, really easy. We break it down step by step so it's very easy to understand, but it's also done in a way that will help you avoid all the problems you hear about the keto flu and people not feeling good and all the cravings and then they hit plateaus. This step-by-step process will eliminate all of those problems. It makes it very easy to transition into ketosis and it makes it very easy to avoid a lot of those problems people face. Um, We've got all kinds of resources in there. We have food lists. We tell you what to eat, what not to eat. Um, If you're diabetic or have high blood pressure, we cover those issues. Really, I, I covered everything I could think about covering after helping people do this for over two years now. That's part of why we waited to create the course was the the more you and I do this, whether it's here on this show answering questions or even more so working with people when we do our, our mentoring and we work directly with somebody, we've learned a lot about solving these problems, what kind of things you can expect. And now that we have all that experience, we've built this course. Uh, I'm just very excited about it. Yeah, it's a great course. I hope we have a... A lot of people on it. We have a lot of people that are doing um, the before nature cues and getting very focused on what you're teaching them, and then they're going to do the after ones. So I'm I'm just really excited to see uh, what all this does for people. Yeah, the other thing I want to mention because we worked hard to get this into our store. I think we are the only retailer of this product other than the company. Um, that may have changed, but I know when I first started talking to them. They had no other retailers. Uh, it, it's a, a glucose meter. Wow. I, I tested um, lots of glucose meters. I tested them, one for accuracy. Some of them are really inaccurate. And then I also tested them for convenience and lots of different factors. And, and when I found the Dario, which is the meter we now carry in our store, I loved it just for everything I just talked about. But then I also realized that it's very, very easy to share results. So when we're working with somebody in one of our programs, they can easily share their entire history of their blood glucose readings with us. So um, 
It's in the store. It's dirt cheap. I, I'm shocked at the the whole starter kit we sell for thirty nine dollars, mm-hmm. and it's just a it's an awesome meter. Works great. So check that out at letstruck.com. The course keto jump start is also right there at letstruck.com. The course is only twenty nine dollars. I've said if I gave this course in person, it'd be a five hundred dollar ticket. There's that much information in there, and it, it's we we kept it. Each lesson really short. We focus on one thing. So almost every video in there is less than 10 minutes. You learn one thing at a time. And we also have an add-on to the course. It's an extra $5. But we have an add-on where you can um, buy the entire course audio in one audio file. And that way when you're driving, you could listen to the course audio. And that'll strengthen when you go back to the to the lessons to take each lesson, you'll already know a lot of the information. So it's kind of like a great way to review the material while you're driving. And we charge another $5 for that uh, course audio file. Uh, so that kind of leads me, you know, the whole keto thing. Um, I don't know if I'm happy about this or not. It is becoming very, very popular. I am seeing keto everywhere now. Um, Celebrities are doing it. Athletes are doing it. Everybody's talking about keto. Um, It's it's good to see because we know it is a very healthy lifestyle for a lot of things. But on the other hand, I get a little worried when things become so popular, um, they Mm -hmm. tend to get really messed up as well. Um, so that's what I'm afraid of. We're going to start to see products. We're going to start to see processed and packaged food labeled keto. That That is so wrong mm-hmm. because the whole point here is we want to eat real food. We want to get away from packaged junk. I, I can create keto food that would be very unhealthy. It could be loaded with preservatives. It could be loaded with artificial sweeteners. It would still be keto because technically all it has to be is low carb. You know, Adkins has been totally bastardized and screwed up. And technically, Adkins was a ketogenic diet. But because it was so popular, it's a mess. So I'm happy to see that keto's catching on because we've been talking about it for three years and people think it's this fringe, crazy idea. And it's really not. It's becoming very popular. So that could be good and bad. We'll see what happens. I'm not hopeful. I think we're going to see a Mm -hmm. lot of garbage products out there. So I'm going to tell people right now, when you see food packaged and labeled keto, just run the other way. Um, Unless you're really, really good at reading labels. Um, But I I have a feeling we're going to start seeing keto on labels the way we saw paleo when it started to become popular. And I've looked at a lot of products labeled paleo that are just junk. So just be careful. As this becomes more popular, there's going to be more people jumping in and trying to profit from it. And many of them are not going to have your health or your best interest at heart. So just be careful what you buy. Um, Speaking of, you know, I was looking at, like I said, all kinds of celebrities, which I don't follow or care about, um, mm-hmm. But I did see an article about somebody that, that you know, because this is something you follow, uh, Zach Bitter. 
the oh, yeah. long awesome. distance runner. Yeah. He's awesome. Um yeah. He holds mm-hmm. he holds the world record for the one hundred mile run. Mm-hmm. One hundred miles. Mm-hmm. That's you know, and, and the, the the record is who can do it the fastest. He did it in less than twelve hours. Yeah. He averaged I was just gonna say I thought it was under twelve hours, which blows me away. It was under twelve hours. He averaged a seven-minute mile for a hundred miles. That's insane. That is insane. <laughs> My feet can't go that fast on a treadmill that, to do seven-minute miles. I can't either. <laughs> I can't run seven-minute miles on a treadmill. I just about kill myself. I can't even do it for thirty seconds, mm-hmm. much less doing it for you know <laughs> almost twelve hours for a hundred miles. Well, here's the interesting thing. He is not only keto, he is extreme keto. Mm-hmm. His carb count is 5% of his daily calories. Wow. 5%. Wow. So that's that's not just keto. That is what I would refer to as very extreme keto. And that's how he trains and that's how he uh, competes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the it's like you mentioned athletes. There's uh, some of them I know. Um, one of the all time biggest Ironman, uh, Dave Scott. I mean, they used to kind of keep this kind of a secret because it was their it was their weapon. <laughs> you know, yeah. they were eating low carbs and not doing the sugary stuff out there um, because it was their edge on everybody who who was sugar burners. Yeah. Yeah, and and now you're finding out that there were people that were doing this and not saying it, um, because like you mm-hmm. said, it was their yeah. edge. It was such a huge change. Um, I saw another article this morning about a world class swimmer. I didn't recognize his name, but I don't follow swimming. Um, he came out as being fully fat adapted for the last couple of years, and he's been setting records. Um, so there's all kinds of stories. It, it's you know, I, I feel like we were very, very much on the cutting edge of this because we started this almost three years ago. Um, and I, like I say, that that's three years experience that we put into our course. So I saw a couple other courses online, and I don't want to criticize anybody else's work, but you could tell that many of them were people that didn't really have a background in nutrition or a background in health they tried keto, got really good results, and then they wrote a course. Um, I, I, you know, they're trying to help other people. They're trying to get the word out. I don't want to criticize that, but you could tell. Um, it was very basic. They didn't really cover how to overcome a lot of the problems that people face. So we feel like our course is very, very in-depth, and there's three years of not only um, our experience, you and I, with this, but the thousands of people that have done it from the radio show and working with them. And and that's a lot of experience that we put into that course. So um, you can't beat it for $29. So check that out. Keto Jumpstart, you can find it at Let'sTruck.com. The new Dario glucose meter is there as well. Um, that's going to take us into the break. So we're going to be right back.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me, and we're going to get to some phone call. Oh, Kim, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about, blood pressure. Um, uh-huh. I read another very oh, yeah. interesting um, report on this that the blood pressure readings, whether you're doing your own, whether you're doing it at a doctor's office, at the drugstore, can be very inaccurate um, for two groups. If your blood pressure is normal, if you're in that normal range, your readings tend to be really accurate. When you get readings excessively high or excessively low, they can be very inaccurate. So one of the things I would tell people, and we had a caller like this on the last show, he had one very high reading on his systolic, his upper number. But he hadn't been to the doctor in three years, so he hadn't had it checked in a long time. We don't have a history to know whether it went up slow, whether it went up fast. Is it an inaccurate reading? We don't know. So my recommendation, so that we, the more times you test, the more we're going to be able to tell whether it's a really good number or not. So you can buy really good automatic blood pressure cuffs for 50 bucks or less. I recommend everybody get one. Just get one, check your own blood pressure. It's easy to check. It's painless. takes a minute, and blood pressure is easy to fix if you know you have the problem. So I just wanted to throw that in. One other thing, I thought this was kind of funny. Um, you know I've been doing every testing known to man for the last couple of years. Um, I've done all kinds of genetic testing, um, 23andMe. I've done gone even deeper on genetics. Um, and my son did the same thing. And we were just comparing results because obviously half of his DNA is mine. And you could see clearly the, you know, the similarities there. And then the other half is mother's and they were all over the place. Uh, so we had a pretty interesting genetic mix. But he said something to me while we were talking about this that I never even thought of. And I kind of got a chuckle out of it. He said, oh, the good news is I am your son. And I thought, Wow. <laughs> With all this genetic testing going on, I wonder how many people have been surprised. Yeah, that's true. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, what if you're just randomly doing this genetic testing? And the other thing about yeah. 23andMe, which is one of the most popular sites, they immediately match you to your relatives that have done the testing. I mean that their system oh, wow. does that automatically. I mean all the yeah. way out all, all the way out to like fifth cousins. I mean it's crazy. I got I have this whole list of hundreds of people that I'm related to, you know, third, fourth, fifth cousins. But I thought about that. I mean because it immediately told him you your father is in the system and matched it up. So just by taking the test, oh, wow. you would immediately <laughs> know I thought, wow, I never thought about that. There's going to be a whole industry opened up just because of that. <laughs> Something. I, I know. Yeah, Some it, support group. It, yeah, as soon as he said that to me, he says, oh, well, the good news is I'm your son. And he was laughing, of course. But I thought, wow, that's pretty wild. Um, so I thought that was interesting. All right. Uh, anything wow. you've got or we want to get to some calls? Nope. No, you covered it with, uh, you know, I, I touted the Dario, how much I'm in love with that, and uh, I hope people try it. I, 
I just think one thing about that. Okay, you opened it up. I guess, the one thing about it I like is, and I hope people do, if they if they get it and test it, you can do you you mark that it's pre meal or you mark post meal, and you can put in how many carbs you ate. Um, you can also put when you exercise, and if you're on insulin, you can put you know what insulin is. But but they're so smart. They put these tags in there that you could you know really create a good logbook um, to really back the numbers you're seeing and educate yourself on the numbers you're seeing. And that's what we tell people, you know, to do it. You know, you might not have a sugar problem, but it's really fascinating to see how your body works and how it deals with, uh, you know, the sugar handling of the food you eat and the exercise you do. It really is, which now that you brought that back up, reminded me of something else I wanted to say, Um, because you just Mm -hmm. got yours. So you've been testing a lot. Um, And, Sometimes we know intense exercise can drive your blood sugar way down because it it depletes the glycogen that's stored in your cells, and then your body wants to replace that and push sugar into the cells so it takes it out of your blood. You had the opposite happen today. You took your blood sugar, you went running, and you came back, your blood sugar Mm -hmm. was higher, and I was thinking about that. Um, One of the mechanisms I think that could cause that and you also have the the new HRV device that we're testing. Um, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if if it's elevated stress on the body while you're running. Mm. You know, it could it could absolutely be. I kind of felt it this morning too. And you know, the weather's not the greatest down here yeah. for running, so you slow up anyways. It's pretty hot and humid. Even it was like five thirty this morning, and it's um, so. But yeah, I I want to be really. That's the reason why, and I haven't done the heart um, the heart rate uh, variability watch yet, but that is specifically what I'm going to be watching for with the picking up running again. Yeah, I, you know, I got thinking about that. Anything that the body um, senses as stress mm-hmm. is really kind of the fight or flight mm-hmm. mode. We we don't think about while we're out running. You yeah. might even enjoy running and think, well, I'm relaxed. You might be. You might be mm-hmm. mentally relaxed because you enjoy it. But there could be an an excessive amount of physical stress on the body. You mentioned heat and the weather, mm-hmm. and that would cause the the fight or flight mode. Um, when we go into fight or flight mode because of any stress, the liver starts cranking out glucose um, to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So that might be an interesting reason why exercise could actually drive it up. Yeah, yeah, and that completely makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, that's the kind of stuff we learn, Mm -hmm. so we we love doing all this testing. We are going to get to some phone calls. We're going to start off in Arizona. Rita, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, or good morning. Good. Yeah, whatever (laughs) it is. Good, Good something. What can we help you with today? I did the NutriQ, and you should have it there in front of you. And also my husband did as well. And we're just wanting some recommendations on where you want us to start. All right. So I am looking at yours first. We'll tackle yours first. And yours is pretty typical. Um, Have you um, any time in your life or any Mm -hmm. extended period of time really tried to eat low fat, tried to just avoid fat? Yes. Okay. It, it's but funny. I didn't how, do the keto. No. I didn't stick to it. Yeah, no, it's the other way around. I mean, we, you know, we've been told the way to lose weight is low fat, low fat, low fat. And I can almost always pick that out from somebody's chart. 
Um, your liver and gallbladder are, are very sluggish because if we don't eat fat, they don't have a job to do. Yeah, so uh, the good news is it's easy to fix. Um, so I, I would recommend kind of our standard um, digestive supplements to get started. The good news is doesn't look like you're facing one of the problems that a lot of people face, which is SIBO and leaky gut. I'm not really seeing a lot of evidence of that with you. Um, so I think if we fix kind of your okay. upper digestive, you're going to see a lot of improvements. So I would recommend a, a, a betaine, which is a hydrochloric acid, with some enzymes and some bile salts. Okay. So that would be, in, in our products okay. in the store, that would be the hydrozyme, the betaine plus, and the beta plus. Three supplements. And I'm thinking... Thirty to sixty days, and you should be able to to get off of those supplements. That would be our goal. We just use them to kind of kickstart your digestive system and get it working again. And I, I think those three would take care of it. Then you suffer what uh, we see a lot of people suffering from, which is uh, your blood sugar is pretty high and your adrenals are kind of off the charts or, or close to it. Um, those two go hand in hand. The, the primary way that we get the blood sugar lowered is through the keto diet. The other way, though, is through lifestyle. We've we got to get people to relax and chill out and get out of that fight-or-flight mode all the time. Because just like what we were talking about, anything that stresses the body will trigger the, the liver to start pumping out glucose. So we can actually raise blood sugar without eating anything. Um, so... The combination of eating a good, clean keto diet and very low carb and high fat and then, you know, working on things like meditation and yoga and getting out walking in nature and taking time off from work and avoiding stressful people and all of those things will make a huge difference. We fix those two things for you and I think everything else goes away on its own. Well, I started the keto diet two days ago, and I'm really not going to call it a diet. I intend for it to be a lifestyle change. Good. And um, I've already lost four pounds in two days. Oh, excellent. And, and that's a really good sign that you got into ketosis pretty quickly because that's what happens. You, you, the weight starts to fall off. Your energy levels get better. Your hunger goes away. Those are all good signs without even doing any testing. You know, we have ways we can test for ketones, but I tell people all the time, you don't have to test. If you do this right, you'll know you're in ketosis, and and weight loss is one of the uh, areas. So I I think yours is fairly simple. Um, Kim corrected me. I get all my zymes mixed up when I'm talking about the digestive (laughs) supplements. Um, So what did I say, Kim? I said... uh, Yeah, so... Rita, you're going to want to um, write these down because they're different than what your recommendations say. And if, and again, uh, anybody out, okay, anybody out there, Hydrozyme is a very good product that we have. Um, comes out on just about everybody's recommendations for the NutriQ. But and but if for some reason you find you have to take five to six of these, we need to bump you up a little bit. Um, and that's what we're going to do for you, Rita. Hang on to that hydrozyme because you're going to eventually get your um, stomach acid rebuilt up enough that you don't need that much. And this will be almost like a maintenance type product until you don't have to take anything at all. So 
Rita, what we recommend for you is the Betaine Plus. It's a stronger hydrochloric acid. Mm -hmm. You're going to okay. get instructions with you're going to get instructions with your order that will tell you um, how to test to see exactly how many of those you need. Okay. And then the okay. enzyme you're going to get um, is called Intenzyme Forte. I N T E N Z Y M E Forte. And you're just going to do one per meal along with your Betaine Plus, okay? So those are the two that you're recommending right now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then what is and, then oh, I, um, the, and then, Kevin, did you give her the Beta Plus the, for one bottle? Is that what we were doing? The Beta Plus for one bottle, yeah. 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 And then okay. you'll switch to the Beta TCP. We'll have yeah. another thing for you, John. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to... You can call us now. Are you yeah. Call the music didn't play. Are we ran out of time there. So, yeah, hold on, Rita. We're going to come back to you. I got to start this next segment. The music didn't play for some reason. So here we go. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking to Rita and John in Arizona. So, Rita, to kind of recap, um, your digestion, three supplements, probably no more than 60 days on these, and we should be able to get you off of those. Right now, I wouldn't recommend any supplements for the blood sugar. I would do that with the, the keto diet that you're on. And, you know, in... 30 days or so, you could retake that NutriQ and we'll kind of see if everything's moving in the right direction and just go from there. Okay. All right. And right let can me... I make one real quick comment? Absolutely. What you said just a few minutes ago about the, all the people kicking into the keto stuff, I have been looking online and all these different blogs and stuff, and you are absolutely right because none of them agree. <laughs> right. I, They're I all know. different things. Yeah, it can be very confusing. And we certainly have our opinions, clearly. Um, some of this is fact. A lot of it's just opinion. Um, I think our opinion's built on a pretty solid foundation of, one, both Kim and I are nutritionally trained. Um, we've both done it for many years now, not months. We've both done Kim, Kim, when was the first time you did a, a really low-carb diet? Um, 2007. Yeah. Pandemic, so, I didn't know anything. I didn't, <laughs> didn't even know what that word meant. Right. But you've got experience in this, and you've mm -hmm. trained with this. So um, I've been almost three years now, plus we've helped thousands of people do this so that that's why we we did the course now after three years of doing it ourselves, all of our nutritional training and all of our feedback from the people we work with um we felt like there really needed to be a good solid course that covered everything so thank you for that feedback um i am looking at john's uh kind of interesting um Mm -hmm. Not, not, the, 
But, you know, we, we see some pretty clear patterns, and I'm not seeing that pattern in John's at all. Um, John, did you <laughs> actually... busy looking at yours, Dan. <laughs> I know. Did you actually answer the questions, or did you throw darts at a dartboard? I answered them. Okay. All right, then. Kevin, uh, I had gut problems from the time I was a little bitty kid. Yeah, me too. Me too. Let me tell you what fixed mine. I fought with this my entire life. I just mentioned this the other day. I was in the hospital for a week when I was in fourth grade. They said I had colitis, and later on it was something else. And nothing they ever told me ever fixed the problem. Um, One single change. One single change fixed 90% of my digestive issues. You want to know what it was? And it wasn't necessarily keto. It, it led up to keto, but you know what? One thing fixed all my digestive issues. What's that? I stopped eating grain of all kind. No wheat, no rice, no corn, no oats, no barley. All grains. I completely quit within days, and I'm not exaggerating, within days I, my digestive system felt better than it has my whole life. That that one change. And then from there, I kind of progressed on to keto, and then things got even better. But it, the single biggest change was eliminating the grains. And I am really, really strict about this. I've been doing this for almost three years now, grain-free. And the only cheat that I do once in a while, I will eat some white rice. Not whole, not whole grain rice, not brown rice, because that's bad for you. But if I want to cheat a little bit on a grain, I might eat some sushi or I might eat some Thai food with rice noodles, usually never more than once a month. Um, I've probably only done it 10 times in the last three years. So eliminating the grains, which is part of keto anyway, because grains are very high in carbs, but it, it will also really give your digestive system a break. You're, you're saying it almost sounds like celiac disease. Um, yes and no. Celiac is a very rare disease. Only about 1% of the population actually has celiac. But almost 100% of the population is sensitive to gluten. So you have to, to true celiac, there's a clear diagnosis for celiac disease. But almost everybody should eliminate gluten from our diet. It is really, really bad for us. But I go well beyond just gluten, and I eliminate all grains. I I just won't eat any of them. And I've never felt better in my life. Cool. Well, Kevin, one of the things, I ran across a half-brother here five or six years ago, and I really didn't know anything about uh, the father's side and a lot of the stomach issues, I think it's hereditary because they, they've got it too. Here's the interesting thing. Almost nothing about our everyday health is actually hereditary or genetic. We've been told that forever, but what it really comes down to is more lifestyle than anything else. I mean, I can show you reports where people say obesity is genetic and diabetes is genetic, except... We can study those same families who think that their obesity and, and diabetes is genetic and they are 
10 times more likely to have a dog that's obese and diabetic. I'm pretty sure that's not genetics. <laughs> it's lifestyle. I understand what you're saying, man. Yeah, so, so yeah. I used to believe the same thing, and it worried me because um, everybody in my family dies fairly young. I, I don't have a lot of people like my parents. Neither one of my parents made it to their 70s. My mom didn't even make it past 55. Uh, my grandparents didn't live long, and I used to think I was doomed. If this is all genetics, I'm doomed. Now, I think we're related. I, now, yeah. Now, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to make it to 100 because it's not genetics. It's lifestyle. We can even turn, even if we look at the, the hand we've been dealt, the genes we have, we can change them. We can turn genes on and off with our lifestyle and our diet. And it turns out only 1% of our genes in our body. Have you ever heard me talk about this? I believe I have. Yeah, only 1%. If we, if we see all the genetic material in our body, only 1% is human. Only 1% of our genes belong to us. The 99% of our genes are bacteria, not human. And the cool thing is we can change our bacteria within days. So technically our health problems... No, I've never heard you talk about this before. Oh, this is very new science, and it's, it's a little mind-boggling. I still have a hard time every time I say it. Um, we can say that a lot of our health problems are genetic, but it's not our genes causing the problems. It's our bacteria's genes. They have 99% of the genetic material in our body is not human. It's bacteria. But the good news is we can change our bacteria. We change it with diet and lifestyle. And then things get better. And it had nothing to do with our genes. Even if we start at 60 years old? Even if you started at 85. Doesn't matter. We can change. Mm-hmm. We can change mm-hmm. bacteria in days. Cool. It is cool. I I, I think so what that's. What do you recommend for John Boy? Uh, uh, same. I would have him do the same um, supplements. Now he is ultimately when we said you would start with the beta plus and then switch to the beta TCP. He's going to have to stay on the beta TCP forever. I'm sorry, the Beta Plus forever because he doesn't have a gallbladder. The Beta Plus, yeah, the Beta Plus will take the place of what your gallbladder used to do because it has bile salts, and that's what your gallbladder used to do. You will have to take that the rest of your life if you want to stay healthy, and I would highly recommend that you do. It makes a huge difference in your health. Um, He has some other real issues going on with cardiovascular and kidney um, also pituitary, but I would ignore those for now. I would, I would give him the same recommendations as you. Two reasons. Those are two good areas to work on anyway, digestion and blood sugar. And it makes it easy because you two will be doing the same thing rather than different things. So, yeah. and then in 30 days, he could retake the NutriQ and we'll take a look at if any of his other problems are improving. A lot of times they do. The other thing I would recommend you get while you're in the store is um, our product called Light Balance. It really helps get you started on keto without all the leg cramps and some of the other things that you can be facing. All right, I'm going to get to another call. We're, 
Oh, you know what? I'm going to take us into the break. Um, today is just flying by, Kim. Um, lots of great calls. Uh, it is fast, yeah. M- Michael just corrected me. I, uh, I've been speaking, I think, too fast today, and my mouth is going faster than my brain. Um, <laughs> it, it's not 99% of, of the genes. It's 99% of the DNA. That there is a technical difference there, so he's correct. If we, if we sequence all of he's the good. DNA in our body, 99% of the DNA is bacteria. Um, a gene count would be something different, so he's correct on that. And we want to stay correct. Um, I, doesn't that, that statistic still kind of boggle your mind? It is. I remember the show, and there is a podcast out there where you talk about that, and that was fascinating. Changes everything we thought about it, it does. how we were made up. Yeah, it absolutely does. All right, I am going to start another segment and get to some calls, so here we go. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We are going to get to some calls. Uh, Kim, speaking of Michael, he was sending me messages when we were talking about your run today and what happened to your glucose level. One of the explanations for that is if you get out of your aerobic stage and into an anaerobic stage, um, Uh. your body can't burn fat for energy very efficiently when you're anaerobic so that's when the Mm -hmm. liver really Mm -hmm. starts releasing the glycogen for energy yeah and it makes sense because i do have problems when it's hot and and the humidity um keeping my heart rate down yeah so there you go absolutely makes sense Mm -hmm. all right good stuff let's uh let's get to some phone calls let's go to illinois gary welcome to the program Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Hi there. Uh, I just uh, wanted to give you a little feedback on people always say, the truck drivers or whatever say, it's so hard to eat on the road, and I find it to be very easy. Uh, I actually was always lacking in my vegetables, even when I have been doing the ketogenic diet for the last two years. Uh, But I always lacked in the vegetables because I was cooking everything on one individual burner on a frying pan. Well, I just got turned on to this little thing called a, uh, a rice cooker and it's a steamer. So I pre-cut all my vegetables. I cut up a head of cabbage and, uh, and broccoli, you know, broke it up into little pieces. All I had to do is take a handful and put it in the steamer and basically push the button. And it takes about four minutes to preheat basically and about five minutes to cook. You got about nine or 10 minutes involved totally before you have your vegetables all sitting right in front of you in a bowl and throw some salt, pepper, whatever seasoning you want it, on it and a bunch of butter and you got a meal. Or if you want to throw fish in there, it works great. 
Yeah, I love that. You know, the other uh, device I really like in the um, truck, and I carry one of my coach, and I've tested it pretty extensively, is the uh, Instant Pot. So it's like uh, it's like the Swiss Army knife of cooking appliances. It's a slow cooker, a rice cooker, a pressure cooker. Uh, You can saute in it because you can sear in it. It gets really hot. You can completely program it. You can actually control it from a Bluetooth device. They have a Bluetooth model. Um, It is awesome. It's fantastic for making bone broth if you want to make something really fast or if you want to throw something in there for the trip all day long and let it slow cook the top seals. Uh, And they're not that expensive. Even the all the fancy bells and whistles, totally programmable and Bluetooth, is less than 200 bucks. And I think one of the models, the simple model, is only about 80 It works great as a rice cooker, a pressure cooker, a slow cooker, saute, steam, all those things. So those are the kind of, uh, you know, cooking appliances you really want in the truck because they do multiple things. I like I like this here one just because it was simple. I have a, a pressure cooker that I have at home for doing all my, you know, because I'll pre-cook some stuff at home. I'll, if I'm going to do bone broth, I do that at home. Yeah. And Or if I want to make like a some kind of a, like a hot dish, meat, vegetable, hot dish or whatever, I'll do that at home and, and then put it in packages where I can just heat it easy at, in my truck. Excellent. But this thing is Great. just simple. It's just you push two buttons and it's ready to go. There you go. Good stuff. Let's uh, let's get in as many calls as we can before we've got to wrap this up. We're off to Georgia. Brian, welcome to the program. <laughs> oh, thanks for taking my call. I'm just curious about about muscle cramping with keto. Uh, are you experiencing muscle cramping? I am. Okay, I'll explain why, because I'd like people to understand why. When you switch from burning glucose as energy to burning uh, fat as energy, your body releases all the glycogen that's stored. And that's, that's the sign for your body. We use glycogen as energy. When it's gone, then our body turns to burning the fat for energy. That's what we want to happen. But when you are... A sugar burner, your body holds about 2,000 calories worth of glycogen, roughly. For every molecule of glycogen it stores, it has to store two or three molecules of water along with it. When you drop all the glycogen, you also lose all the water. That's why in the beginning, people say, oh my God, I'm peeing every two hours. Um, And it's also part of why we lose weight really fast in the beginning because some of it in the first couple days is water weight. And there are critics that say, oh, it's all just water weight. No, it's not all just water weight, but that's a part of it in the beginning. But what happens when you lose that water, you also lose the minerals that are dissolved in that water, the sodium, the potassium, and the magnesium. Those are the three minerals that really control muscle contraction and muscle relaxation. And if you're short on those, you will tend to get a lot of cramping. That's why you always hear us talk about light balance. This is the supplement that I found. I've looked at every other supplement. This one works really well. And because it's a liquid, I put it in my Bulletproof coffee every morning. 
that keeps me consistent. I'm not good at taking pills and supplements. I forget them. I put them right on my desk in front of me. I still don't take them. But when I made it part of my Bulletproof coffee recipe, it was really easy to, I never miss my light balance now. And since I've done that, two years, not a single cramp whatsoever. But cramping is very common on keto, and that's why. You have to stay hydrated, um, and you have to keep that mineral balance up, and it's a balance between sodium and magnesium and potassium. That's why we have the light balance. Would, would adding in more mineral water help that at all, or just yes. the... Yeah, it, it will help. The, uh, it will help, but I'll tell you this. I tried for about six months to get my mineral balance right just by food alone because I'm not a big believer in needing supplements. So I tried for about six months, and I ate every food I was supposed to eat that had high potassium and high magnesium. I salted all my food. I could never stay in balance with just food alone. And this was one of those times where I decided I've tried everything I can think of. It's not working. Um, so that's why I supplement. Mineral water will help. It was just never enough. Got it. Well, I appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. We are going to head off to Thank New you. Mexico. Bill, welcome to the program. Hello, Kevin. Hey, uh, I was the caller earlier about the uh, high systolic rate. Uh, got another question. Okay. Uh, I've noticed it for a while, but as a truck driver, I've really noticed it. Uh, it's actually scary for me. Um, my legs swell up real bad to the point that when I take off my uh, Corcoran paratrooper boots, you can see the difference like night and day okay that where the boot stops and where the light begins okay that leads me to believe that you do have some coronary issues then still could be thyroid so i i would not yeah. eliminate thyroid and and when if you take the nutric we'll be able to verify whether there are thyroid issues or not but that's one more clue to tell me you do have some circulatory issues um, heart and vein, and and that's probably a big part of why we're seeing that high systolic number. Um, the best thing I can tell you is that all the research I've ever done, the single best lifestyle to improve your problem is a low-carb paleo approach, or what we call nutrient-dense yeah. keto. You know, we want you to eat a keto diet because it's awesome for fixing this, but we want that keto diet to be very nutrient-dense. We don't want you eating, you know, junk yeah. bacon and junk burgers on the road. I mean, you really want to seek out grass-fed, high-quality protein, really high-quality fats, lots and lots of vegetables, as many of them organic as you can get. Um, it, so either... What, what some people might call a very low-carb paleo or what we call nutrient-dense keto. Okay. And still get rid of the grains. Absolutely the get rid of part. the grains. Absolutely. It's the hardest part, no question. It's the single most important. Yeah, I feel I'm part Italian, though. I can get rid of those grains. <laughs> um, you just say no. 
really. I loved, 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 loved pasta. Absolutely. One of my favorite foods. Yeah. Um, but you just say no. You know, it, it, it's much easier for me to say no uh, to grains and no to a heart attack than it is to say yes to pasta. So it, it, it's, it's one of those places we have to take responsibility and realize when we eat those things, they're killing us. And then we stop. Um, we're all out of time. There's the music. That means I've got to get out of here. We will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. This has been Destination Health. Thanks to Kim Cockerham, my co-host. Remember, sleep like a baby. Connect like you mean it. Move like your life depends on it. Eat real food. And always remember... A healthy person has hundreds of wishes, and a sick person only has one. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We'll see you next time. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us, and uh, go check out our Keto Jumpstart course and share it with all your friends. The more people we get into these courses, the cheaper we can bring you the next course. We, we committed we're going to spend the money we make from one course building others. The more people that sign up, the lower we can keep the price. So uh, help us help you. Share it with your friends. We'll see you next time. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.